0: Hello and welcome to USMLE Connection, a podcast designed to keep you in the know about all things USMLE. We're back today with Dave Johnson, Senior Vice President at Federation of State Medical Boards, and Michael Barone, Vice President for Licensure at NBME. Our topics are Update on INCUS, USMLE Improvements, and Vision. My name is Nicole. Thank you for listening. So, Mike, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Good morning, Nicole. It's good to be here, Nicole.
0: When we last spoke, staff members from NBME and FSMB were reviewing the public comments. Can you tell us a little bit more about this process?
1: I'm happy to, Nicole. Um, You'll remember that in early June, we posted the preliminary recommendations. We promised a six-week period of public comment. And we did this for a number of reasons. One is to uh, make sure that our listening effort was as full as possible. Uh, You'll recall that um, prior to the actual invitational conference in March, we reached out to over 200 organizations asking them for input. Some of those organizations told us that they weren't ready to provide input. So in addition to having individuals be able to comment on the recommendations, we also thought it was another opportunity for organizations. We received tens of thousands of responses, uh, and we're really very grateful to all the individuals and organizations that took the time to share their comments. The groups that were represented in our respondents were state licensing representatives, educators at medical schools, residency program directors, practicing physicians, members of the public, and then examinees, students and residents who had interacted with USMLE. Um, As a result, I think we got a very rich sample of further input on the preliminary recommendations in addition to some of the lived experiences of students and residents that were very important for us to continue to hear. We got hundreds and thousands of qualitative comments back, narrative comments. We, Dave and I, have had the opportunity to speak to USMLE Governance, Management Committee, Composite Committee about this, our boards, and uh, As the information gets refined, we're continuing those conversations with governance and uh, with the parent boards. And the next step is for there to be a full absorption of what we heard in the public commentary, uh, leading to some decision-making process in the fall and early winter, culminating in early 2020.
0: Great. It sounds like a lot of work has happened since we last spoke. It sure has. I'm wondering um, about the themes. I feel curious about what you're finding there.
2: Uh, well, Nicole, the uh, the input we received was very useful, but it also, the, in terms of themes, reflects uh, sort of the complexity of the issue that's uh, confronting us. Uh, when we look at this responses through the survey and the open text, it sort of reinforced the fact that we really don't see a specific uniform perspective or any sense of consensus frankly Uh, and really what that means then is whether you're talking about educators individuals from state medical boards examinees members of the public there's not this very convenient alignment around any particular recommendation and uh, in fact when you drill down into the data and you can see that even within each group there is not agreement and and frankly the medical students are a, a good example of that even that group does not speak with a single voice when thinking about the issues raised through INCUS. Uh, you, know, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I think that particular theme of complexity and not necessarily alignment or consensus comes about because, frankly, the issue impacts an entire system. Uh, and ideally, any, any scoring changes that might be considered would be mirrored by systemic changes as well. On a positive note, I, you know, I would say that through INCUS, clearly, there's more concerted attention within the House of Medicine being given to talking about some of these systemic issues and, uh, and frankly, what could possibly be done within each individual organization's control. So, in any event, we we within the U.S. Assembly program remain committed to continuing to try to satisfy the reasonable information needs of stakeholders starting with the medical licensing authorities, but including the secondary users as well.
0: Great. So I noticed that um, one of the recommendations calls for changes to the transition from UME to GME, which, as you stated, is more of a systemic issue. Have there been any actions uh, in this area?
1: Yeah, there have been, Uh, Nicole. Maybe some background first. So what we know over the last uh, couple of decades or last decade in medical education is that there have been some changes in the system that are creating more medical school graduates from both osteopathic and allopathic medical schools, and that the number of available residency positions in our country hasn't substantively moved or hasn't at least kept pace with the number of graduates. So Uh, That shows, I think, some of the stresses on the system. And as a result, as Dave said, this view of how are we going to optimize things in the current system, the way the current system was designed was on a very different background of widely available or at least more available positions. During this entire INCUS effort, we have been working with organizations in the House of Medicine or what some people refer to as organized or association medicine. And um, it was always our intent to bring some recommendation to that group to say, how can we work together to tackle the systems issue of what we believe USMLE is a symptom of that, as we've expressed on this podcast before. We've started those discussions in a very organized way. Um, We don't have anything to announce today necessarily, but um, Dave and I are pretty optimistic that there is a structure around how some of the important work around system changes will begin, and we're hoping to be able to announce that soon.
0: Okay, that's great. I'll look out for that announcement. Um, So bringing it back to what is directly underneath the USMLE programs control, I'm wondering if you can update us on the timeline for the scoring issue.
2: Sure, Nicole. Um, we're continuing to have conversations and discussions with uh, our Inca's co-convening uh, organizations, as well as the uh, parent organizations for USMLE, the, the federation and the national board, as well as the USMLE governance. So part of this is just in, a, uh, in an effort to maintain transparency and keeping folks aligned, trying to make sure we're communicating appropriately with relevant parties. So to that extent, we will be sharing an update. Mike and I, uh, later this week, will be at the NRMP's Transition to Residency meeting, uh, where we'll share an update on the status of the INCUS initiative. We will also be doing uh, something similar at the AAMC's LearnServe lead in November. So there'll be opportunities for uh, educators in particular to uh, be able to uh, hear firsthand updates on status. Ultimately, in terms of specifically your question around timeline, any decisions that would be approved by the Federation, the National Board's uh, governance, at this point likely would be announced this winter, which uh, is probably now looking at the early part, probably the first quarter of 2020. Implementation then, and I think this is important to mention, though, Nicole, when I talk about any uh, announcements of decisions. Any implementation, should there be a change in the score reporting for USMLE, any implementation would be on a schedule that really provides a very ample lead time for all parties to make uh, any necessary changes if that's the case. So we do everything possible to minimize any disruption.
0: Thank you for that update, Dave. Um, you know, it occurs to me that while um, for many of us on staff, the score reporting changes are really something that we've been talking about, having conversations about, the work of keeping the program up to date and optimal also continues. Are there any changes that it would be good for our stakeholders to know about?
1: Yeah, we've been working hard on other initiatives, and this is a great opportunity to mention those. Uh, Probably the most important and most time-relevant one is our intent to go operational on machine scoring of Step 2 CS patient notes. We have mentioned this at various meetings. It's been received positively because we have the research to back it up. Um, It's been published in the medical literature, and we'll soon be posting a series of FAQs about it. We think that this is an enhancement to the program, and we're also mindful that The human rating is quite important. So the way we have designed this is that um, those who are at the lower end of the performance scale will both receive machine scoring and human rating scoring. I think we've been on a big video effort also. We've posted videos about USMLE overall and some of our committee members who participate in USMLE Uh, A while back, we posted encounter videos from Step 2 CS, and most recently, we've reshot the Step 2 CS orientation video, and that was recently posted. Um, I think that's it. One more thing I might mention is that we're continuing our effort on score reports. Uh, The computer-based testing score reports for Step 1, Step 2 CK, and Step 3 are all complete and out there. Uh, We're working on Step 2 CS, and we're hoping to have something wrapped up quite soon Uh, And then the next level of work would be aggregate score reports, examining group score reports back to schools. Uh, That's a project that's currently ongoing.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about the changes that were made to the score reports?
1: Um, We've been working for a while not only on enhancing the score reports from the standpoint of design to make them more interpretable, but also providing more information uh, to our stakeholders. Uh, And that was through a series of focus groups that we had with students and medical educators.
0: It sounds like there are some important changes coming, and it kind of makes me wonder, what's the larger vision right now for the USMLE program?
2: Well, Nicole, I think it's safe to say that Mike and our colleagues that work on USMLE, uh, we're we're committed to really ensuring that we keep USMLE relevant, uh, and that it continues to be able to assess what physicians need to know today, and then looking for improvements that Frankly, are always possible within any program. Um, so, along those lines, there's uh, research that is starting at this point that might look at uh, what are new competencies that should be considered for testing in you know future iterations or versions of the examination. And, and yet, having said that, I would also say we would do, we do that through a lens of being mindful of what we feel we can or cannot meaningfully do in a single point in time assessment that delivers enough value to warrant its inclusion. Uh, At the same time, I think we're really trying to step up our uh, focus on the examinee experience. Mike shared some things that we are doing relative to the score reports, some of the videos, our our work on social media. There's more that we feel we can and should be doing and we're very uh, enthusiastic about getting started on some of the examinee experience and trying to improve that to the extent we can. And and finally, I think the vision always comes back to meeting the needs of our stakeholders, uh, starting with state medical boards, but to include the examinees, medical students, residents, educators, and keeping the public in mind at at all times.
0: Thank you. And thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me today.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Nicole.